you're listening to this week's episode of Cuppa Depresso. Please enjoy. Welcome to Cuppa Depresso, the podcast about starting initiatives. With me today, I've got a new guest. Uh, hi, my name's Michael. Uh, I'm the founder of Elevated Streets. And my day job is a research writer at CNA. So what I do as a research writer is that I find profiles or basically people who are interesting to interview in documentaries. So I work closely with a documentary producer and uh, there'll be an hour-long show. And for the hour-long show, they require a number of people to talk about certain things. Something, sometimes it's like Singapore history, sometimes it's about climate change. And I'll just have to go out on the streets or like, you know, call people, email people, ask them if they want to talk to me and find a way to engage, find a way to find their story. And once they have a compelling story, I um, explain to them the nature of the documentary and hopefully help the producer to string together something that is relevant for a national audience to understand a bit more about our world and themselves. So, I guess today's conversation will be more about the origin of Elevate the Streets. Mm-hmm and perhaps about how people can start their own initiatives. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Elevate the Streets, uh, the last time when we were thinking that Elevate the Streets would be the name, it seemed a bit long, but I kind of felt like it really embodied the essence of what we were about, mm. what we were going to be about. Because you see, right, like, like once you start an initiative, no one... Re- no one really knows what it's going to be about until the action happens. Yeah. Um, but like, it began with me and some of my friends from dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point of time, I was unemployed. Uh, I just ended like a stint as a production stage manager for a theatre company. And even though I was in that theatre dance company mm-hmm. and I felt like I was like doing everything I really wanted to do, mm-hmm. it was like kind of my passions all in one, mm-hmm. I still didn't really feel like I was... Um, you know, enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. So I stopped that job and I was kind of looking for a job. And in my free time, I kind of got all my dance friends together and I was like, hmm, um, is there any way that we could use our the thing that we've been doing all our lives, mm-hmm. right? Like dancing or like hip hop yeah. to do something meaningful. Uh, have you heard of this uh, jam called Break Mission? Yeah. Yeah, so like, like Break Mission is this concept that began in the UK from what I understand and uh, basically instead of paying money to enter the jam, you uh, donate clothes yeah. or like food and okay. then you donate to homeless people right in the UK. Uh, but could there be a better way in Singapore like yeah. something that uh, really takes advantage of the fact of our acquired and embodied knowledge mm. and use it for a greater purpose that only we can do. Yeah. Right, uh, and so I think everybody was down for like uh, something that allowed us to use our expertise mm-hmm. to achieve some sort of social good, and more tailored to Singapore. Yeah, more tailored to Singapore. Yeah, and you know, like in Singapore, right? Like um, one of the things when I'm going through the education system, right? It is really that that is like the one of the biggest problems. Uh, like maybe other places, like students are like struggling with like bread and butter issues, like. Uh, how to get food on the table, like basic necessities. Mm-hmm. But in Singapore, right, like people are stressed about life, mm-hmm. Like, like even though they've got all this stuff, right, but they are not sure, like, 
um, how to even have a purposeful kind of mm. lifestyle and a lot of like people telling them how they should live their lives yeah. what they should do um, stress la. Mm. Uh, depression is like increasing yeah. um, not very healthy la. yeah so like um, that was when we decided to do something good mm-hmm. and we were also deciding that we were going to do a jam la, mm-hmm. right to like you know celebrate you know like do something fresh mm-hmm. for the community and we were deciding on names la. Mm-hmm. and then like uh, we were thinking about various stupid names like what uh, break for hope la, uh, uh, circumstances jam like <laughs> or breaking past your circumstances then stance is the name of the youtube channel that kind of oh, shit yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there are a lot of other stupid names la. yeah I don't even want to get into that uh, but like we had like a Google form or like, you know, coming, to, coming up with the name is like the worst part yeah, of like starting a new you. thing. <laughs> like, like, and like, especially if you want to choose like a domain, like, like yeah. the domain, like the dot com, everybody's taken it. Yeah, but All like, the good names are taken. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so how an elevate the streets come about? Yeah. Back to it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we were wrecking a jam venue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either going to be like at my friend's place mm-hmm. or like, like at the usual spots, like maybe a studio, a dance studio, but I felt like that was a bit like, not say the freshest thing that you could yeah. do. Um, my friend suggested uh, Golden Mile Tower, mm-hmm. uh, the car park space. Yeah. There used to be a cafe there. I think it was called the Great Escape. Okay. Yeah, like so it's like kind of like you go there, then it's like you can see the whole Singapore skyline, yeah. and then you can like drink beer, and then you and know, you chill, lay back. <laughs> wow, damn. And they, and they still hold parties there. La. I okay. didn't know this, but like once I actually went there together with Shafiq Jr., mm-hmm. uh, who was also down to go and start this thing, he, was my crew, he is my crewmate. Mm-hmm. Um, then like, we looked at the space and we were like, oh, oh my goodness, it's perfect. It's like the concrete is like the best concrete. Yeah. Like, there's the concrete that's like super hard and like the yeah. flaky such that once you like do stuff, you immediately get calluses and you peel. Yeah. But that kind of concrete, right, was like, you could do halos on that mm. concrete. You know, like you could do power moves and stuff. Mm. Um, and you could see the city skyline la. and I kind of had that epiphany that because it's like concrete, it's like the streets yeah. and it was like um, above ground. Okay. Yeah, then I was like, oh, the, the streets are elevated. La. <laughs> yeah, and then, then I was thinking, okay, elevate the streets. That's kind of like what we, we are about. La, right? okay. It didn't sound catchy at this, until, until oh. like now. Like, like, Elevate the streets is like, huh? Elevate the streets. Mm. Like, it's them long. La. Mm. Everybody was like thinking, hmm, okay, la, can, la, can, mm. it, can, it can work. Mm. Um, and the name stuck. Because, like, I think we were already about, like, trying to get subcultures or, like, street subcultures, um, in a sense, uh, recognized by society as more than just a bunch of hooligans, mm. just, like, having fun and, you know, getting distracted mm. from the activities they should really be concerned about. As I was saying, like, <laughs> like um, I think youths of at least, like, the generation that I grew up in, right, like, how I, how I grew up, like, I was forced to do a lot of stuff. Mm. I had a tiger mom, mm. and the tiger mom would tell me to go play piano, la, go, um, like, like, ice skating, la, mm. ice skating. Yeah, <laughs> play piano. <laughs> it's a weird thing, right? <laughs> yeah, then like like play like like chess, weighty, like basically like board board games and yeah. stuff like anything that can stimulate my brain. Yeah, to help your exam. yeah. So that, yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was for my own good, but like the other things that I could have wanted to do, I didn't really have a chance to like explore them. Hmm. Um, in a sense, Singapore society like, um kind of weighs different activities as higher than others. Yeah. 
like the more academically inclined kind of activities will be weighed above mm-hmm. the um, the ones that don't really have any like economic value, mm, yeah. like necessarily solar. Yeah. But um, we wanted to kind of change the impression, like um, subcultures or like getting involved in like various pastimes could actually have be intrinsically good. Like mm. they could be of value to the person that's practicing it. It's like um, kids just want to have fun, and through that fun and being together in communities, they learn more about each other. They learn mm. more about themselves, and they know how to navigate like reality because uh, yeah. reality is quite uh, shit uh. quite harsh <laughs> yeah, and I mean who's to say that that breaking doesn't challenge or like doesn't work your mind the same way chess does yeah right? yeah correct you know like it's just that we don't loud hail it yeah yeah, and there isn't like any structured program mm. where there's like breaking grade 1 breaking grade 2 mm. breaking grade 3 because we kind of resist that <laughs> you know like it'll be a bit corny, a bit lame. Yeah, and there's a whole culture behind it. So. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is if you break like anyone else, mm. then that is already the wrong move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't be like the same, like, because like, you're not like in ballet. Yeah. Like, if you want to pass a degree, mm. something, then you got to like do the exact steps. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could have a bit of your own flair here and there, but it's not so, um, it's not as pronounced as mm. when you are in breaking. Like, mm. breaking is like, somehow or another, it's like a, almost like, its own RPG game where mm. you have to like stand out and have your own identity yeah. and there's no real um, how to say hard set formula mm. for you to be successful in breaking mm. uh, and you can only get better at it by Doing involving it. yourself more in a community <laughs> and then like just asking people like you know yeah. like making friends asking them oh, how do you do what do you do mm. you know learn more moves some secret moves here and there yeah so like compared to like the you know like the more established like kind of pastimes mm. that are more recognized by society as mm. valuable street subcultures have that kind of like stigma in a sense yeah yeah you can't i mean like as much as it's not really loud hailed in the community mm. it sometimes comes back in like um in waves la, mm. like when or like uh, like microaggressions la, when yeah. your mom tells you not to break so much and and go and study that mm. kind of thing they sell, like implying some sort of value difference because she wouldn't tell you not to not to play the piano too much yeah right? she wouldn't tell yeah. me to play piano more and that's what actually made me quit <laughs> that's what made me quit in secondary school okay yeah like I was playing oh my god I'm like going going in various directions but like like so so um, the tiger parenting worked mm. like I like I really like very stressed mm. until like I went Jump grades, la, you know, jump grades like the best thing a parent can ever ask for, yeah. la, right? Like from grade 4 to grade 7. Then, in hey, my son, like, like Chinese New Year, then like, oh, my son <laughs> is like grade 7 and she's like only... Yeah, so like I was like trying to attempt at my like... Like I was so young, la, mm. they, like trying to make me do like the, the diploma for piano in like secondary mm. 1 or 2. And I was like trying to learn this atonal piece. The atonal piece is basically like, like got major key, got minor key, mm. but this piece got no key. It's like some sh- like don't know, but like it's meant to be like that. It's meant to make you feel like the chaos or something, you know, like like the postmodern like kind of kind of feeling. So I was like just banging the keys like in my piano room. Then my mom is like, "What are you playing? I'm tell- I pay you so much money for like your your classes, and then you do this kind of thing, and you only train once a week, right?" And I'm like. I just won't practice anymore. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that's how I stopped playing piano. Then after that, then I like in secondary four, then I discovered dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to what you said about that, 
um, I think because it's so structured, right? Like either piano and all that. Mm. People who don't practice piano yeah. can see that oh, you are good at it or you're not good at it. Yeah. But for things like dance or some street cultures, right? Mm. There's no exact guidelines. In fact, like for breaking, if you do something new or fresh, that's mm. dope. <laughs> Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Something of your own that's amazing. Mm. So, like for people, like as parents, because they don't break or mm. they're not in the culture, they cannot see for themselves that this is considered good. So it's hard for them to to be supportive of it, lah. Yeah, and I guess and like part of it. yeah, like 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 how usually when you are in like this kind of dance where like there's no uh, certification, mm. then you would think like okay, the best way for me to maybe like show people that I'm good at it or like it's worth pursuing is to maybe join an event mm. and win the event. Yeah. Then you can tell people that I am a champion <laughs> in break dance. Yeah. Like then people be like, I guess that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, what jam is it? You know. Then they are like, uh, uh, give me a break. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, what's well, giving me a break? Jam. Then <laughs> you gotta Google and see yeah, what it is. Yeah, must go for known. like the SG B Boy Championship yeah. or like what a uh, Battle of the Year. <laughs> then like it sounds more like official. Yeah, the official official names. Yeah. Like, yeah. So maybe like that the fact that breaking is going to Olympics now mm. adds a bit more legitimacy. Yeah, I think the industry like there's a certain B Boy industry that's mm. kind of at the core around a larger B Boy community, mm. and the B Boy industry has really helped in like in some sense mm-hmm. gain traction mm-hmm. for hip hop mm-hmm. yeah and let people recognize that oh actually um you know there are many ways to convince parents that like breaking can be legitimate and mm-hmm. one way is like hey there are people that are breaking at the olympics you know mm-hmm. so it's like a sport yeah. yeah so that's one of the narratives that you can actually like go about to like you know legitimize this la. but it doesn't need to be that hard la, really like <laughs> like like that that is a way that yeah. is a way but like another way is just to show like how um it can just spread positivity lah. Whatever value you can give, right? Whatever yeah, value you can add. yeah. Cause like I mean, as much as it is good for people to know that like you can make a name out of yourself, in or money, the, or money <laughs> out of like the subculture that you're practicing, mm. it might lead to toxic, um, kind of internalizations, mm. like how you envision what is right in pursuing your passion. Like, mm. are you pursuing your passion in the right way? Mm. Like, can you see what that might do to your like psyche? It's like, it's like I like this dance, but I'm not good enough at it. Mm. So like, should I do continue doing it, or I should do it in a way that I don't like? You stop enjoying it. Then you just stop. Yeah, yeah. you know. Then it defeats the purpose already. What mm-hmm. you know, like maybe some people can make it lah. But what about those who don't? What about those who like never qualify? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Then like, does it mean that they cannot enjoy what they like to do? Um, like. At first, I didn't have, couldn't find a solution, mm-hmm. So, like, I guess, um, fortunately, through Elevated Streets, mm-hmm. there was an avenue for me to like, oh, you know, actually, um, uh, it is like a system where mm-hmm. you don't really need to be the best at the craft, mm-hmm. but somehow or another, with your own experience, you can kind of influence a youth with your own experiences, because yeah. the workshops are such that, like, yeah. So we do workshops mm-hmm. at Elevated Streets. We um, conduct workshops such that. There is a number of volunteers with mm-hmm. many youths, mm-hmm. or like, um, or like a few youths actually. Mm-hmm. So like, um, when we teach maybe like a baby freeze or like a, a break dance move, um, uh, it will just be like for five minutes. Then all the volunteers that are involved will kind of break out mm-hmm. and then talk to the um, youths one on one. And if they are keen on learning, then they will teach. But if they are not keen, then they can just stop. Mm. Yeah, so it just becomes an opportunity for a person that 
has a passion mm-hmm. or like has an interest in dance to interact with mm. a youth that um, may benefit from, from yeah. like, whether it's from conversation to just being engaged right yeah yeah so like in some way like the fact that you kind of used your uh, what little you know about the culture mm-hmm. or what little you know about what you like to do to mm-hmm. impact and influence somebody mm-hmm. in some way that is beneficial mm-hmm. I think that would stir something in you like, that would add purpose to like yeah. what you feel and it would not be like a unhealthy kind because mm-hmm. it didn't really matter how like objectively or subjectively good you mm-hmm. were at that skill in the first place yeah yeah can okay, imagine like example if like I'm teaching somebody if I used to learn piano uh through a parent that's telling me like oh you gotta do these grades or like I need to jump grades to be good yeah. and then I have to teach somebody else that's playing piano I will also teach them in the same way yeah yeah but it will translate right like the negativity some, yeah, yeah. If something like dance right like you learn it through enjoyment then you will teach it to make sure that the person enjoys even if the person doesn't learn the move mm. even if you're teaching breaking and the person does a whole other style of dance Mm. Like as long as they're enjoying, they're engaged. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. Brings about positivity. Yeah, like like I've I've the fortune of like having a bunch of friends around me who like dance mm. and have a positive mindset towards mm. dance la. and that kind of influences me to realize that actually it's okay uh, where I am at in dance. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and if I wanted to use what I have at the moment to go and like you know do mm. something different to make a difference in some way and that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. um, I think the first thing that like kind of keeps me going mm-hmm. is like knowing that um, I should just be doing what I like to do especially mm-hmm. if it's my passion you know like so long as I maintain my flame mm-hmm. and have fun doing what I love to do right then it's perfectly fine, fine yeah. yeah like you know like um, the saying like your style your flavour yeah. kind of thing it's a bit like um it kind of goes against the idea that there has to be a champion in the dance because mm. you kind of like are dancing your way because of certain circumstances mm. and you should just feel proud of like where you are at mm. in like in terms of like your pursuit of that passion like it kind of like it's a reflection of your own life journey mm. in a sense yeah so I was kind of affirmed by that um, belief like mm. I think when I joined like this crew the usual suspects mm-hmm. um, then one of my crewmates Kiola was like telling me like, oh, um, being in this crew is like, you know you're fresh, mm. you know, you just know it. You don't need to like, what, train and, you know, become something mm. that you're not, you know, mm. the authenticity is the key. Yeah. And that kind of like, really um, steers me, la, you know, it keeps my compass, like, you know, like, yeah, kind, of, kind of always remind myself like to follow my heart, trust mm. my gut. And in a way that kind of shaped me to doing all the stuff that like, um, it gave me confidence la, to mm. do what I wanted to do in the culture. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's dope man, the whole crew thing. Like, the fact that you're already in a crew that, like, not only just reminds, but reassures you. Mm. Because, like, as a dancer, like, you're always thinking of, like, oh, like, is this whack? Is this biting? Mm. Is this too weird to be fresh? Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's hard yeah. to, yeah. Like, 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 you know, like, when... Um, so many people, so many dancers, right, once they uh, go to like jams or public events, mm. they enter with all these insecurities mm. and all these like, I mean, it, it, um, it's valid lah. Yeah. Like, you should kind go of. to a jam nervous because like, uh, in a way, it's like a... Means you care uh, enough. You care enough, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's like a trial by fire sometimes, yeah. you know, and, and if we didn't care enough, then it would be quite hard for this, this culture to sustain lah. Yeah. If everybody can come in and waltz in and waltz out and yeah. then they're all like noob, you know, like, yeah. it would be hard lah. Yeah. 
yeah, but like um, that self confidence lah, like is really um, I don't know. Like I think some part of you needs could also like uh, use the sense that um, the key is really enjoyment, enjoying what you do, mm-hmm. and like. If you were like, let's say, not super good at the dance, like a majority of b boys, especially in Singapore, they kind of won't penalize you for it. It's mm. like you are really like um, just um, they have been in that journey before. Mm-hmm. They have been like um, like their first year of breaking. They also like you know fumble in a cipher mm. and that kind of thing. Yeah, you're very understanding for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, showing love to your crew, man. <laughs> That's amazing. You're the suspects. Yeah. Yeah, and Cider Squad. That's cool. And Rama. <laughs> <laughs> Rama is a weird thing la. Okay. Um, yeah. Now we have time for one last question. Mm. What advice would you give to yesteryou? Yesteryou um so actually I was in some uh, kind of insecurity phase like I care mm. a lot about actually like um I care a lot about what my close circle of friends think mm. of me. It um most of my life beliefs and everything are shaped by my close friends. So there was a certain like dispute in a uh, group chat. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about some event that like you know we were like there was some disagreement lah. And the way I reacted to that disagreement, although it wasn't like impulsive, mm-hmm. but I felt very affected mm. by like the the discourse that was happening lah. Yeah. Um. But to be honest, like a lot of friends are have told me that like when times like this happen, and when you start to feel like. Emotionally impulsive mm-hmm. or negative, um, kind of got to just calm down mm-hmm. and breathe and think rationally instead of like letting the emotions kind of escalate. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, if I were to um, give advice to yester you or yester me, mm-hmm. uh, yeah la, it would just be that la, to calm down and breathe when I'm starting to feel negative emotions, mm-hmm. uh, because if the negative emotions kind of blow up, and yeah. then I just keep asking myself, how could how could I have done this better? How could I have like said things in a better or more reasonable way? It will end up leading to manifesting in yeah. more like toxic behaviors, mm-hmm. as well as if I keep it inside me, it will also be like um very bad for my psyche and my yeah. uh, sense of self esteem Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely something that you should remember that when it's negative, like you're in negative position or negative mindset, right? Mm. Like everyone has the option to just take themselves away from the situation for a while mm. right you're not you're not confined to that you yeah. can still pull yourself away from it and then to also know that you're not in the best state of mind to yeah. react or to, to Thank- do anything thankfully to like while I was having that kind of conflict I had a friend beside me la, oh, so I was able to talk to a yeah. friend yeah. and good, then like you know kind of like distance myself from the situation yeah. but I kind of wish that I had more control of how I felt mm. in the immediacy of a situation mm. Um, I know that it can't be something that I can change overnight, yeah. but it's something that I just constantly want to like evolve and change for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to become someone stronger, mm-hmm. um, especially when you know, like running an initiative like the way the streets like, I cannot just be swayed by any random current yeah. comes my way. You know, like just immediately get activated and I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to calm down and think, then make a decisive action, and then really be conscious of how I'm feeling at mm-hmm. any particular moment. Just this sharing is part of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. It's a, it's a, it's a great initiative <laughs> yeah. that you're doing. Uh, so you. brew. Yeah, <laughs> like I think mental health and mental wellness is something that um, a lot of people should be more confident of articulating mm. or feel free to articulate. And I guess the podcast you're doing, like all the things you're doing for, like to get people to open up, mm. think it's 
it will start a great movement. Uh, I think thank you. looking forward to seeing more of your content. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. And thank you for taking your time to come down today. No worries, man. My Thanks. pleasure. Thanks. All right, we've come to the end of the episode. We'll see you guys in the next Kapali Press.